The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to So this is what we traditionally call the visitation. Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, visiting her cousin Elizabeth, pregnant with Jesus, going to help out her cousin Elizabeth, who is advanced in years and pregnant with John the Baptist. John leaps in Elizabeth's womb and prophesies in a sense. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Those are pretty familiar words to us who pray the Hail Mary, who pray the Rosary. And then she even says, the mother of my Lord. How is it? How does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So, expectations are being driven high by Elizabeth and by John. And I think all of us have these same high expectations, anticipation, because inside of a week, or I guess a week from today, because it's Saturday, we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ. So I just want to remind us of what the liturgy is going to be reminding us of throughout this week and especially on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That our Savior will be born, is born. And we celebrate Christmas every year because the church, because Christ, through the church, really, wants to renew the grace of the very first Christmas. And so we could think about that tonight. What were the graces of the very first Christmas? Well, we even get a glimpse of it here based on John's reaction and and Elizabeth's reaction. One is excitement and joy because the Savior of the world is going to be born. And we have some younger people in the congregation here tonight who are, I'm sure, very excited about the gifts they're going to receive at Christmas. 
And let's pray that we can all have this same excitement and anticipation for receiving in a new way the birth of Jesus. Because there are new graces to be received. We're all in a different place this year. For better or for worse, we're all in a different place. And so Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at in a new way, in a powerful way, in a personal way. Emmanuel, God with us. And and God with you wherever you are. God wants to be with you wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, whatever the circumstances are that you find yourself in this Christmas. God wants to be with you right there. As joyful or as sad as they might be. Whatever the case may be. And that's true for every day of our lives. But I think it becomes heightened. It becomes accentuated, you could say, in a particular way, on Christmas Day. Because there's God in that crib, in that manger. That's God with us. Wanting to walk with us through every circumstance in our lives, even birth, even poverty, silence, solitude, even suffering, misunderstanding, injustice, whatever the case may be. At every Mass, He continues to come in a real way to be with us here today in a sacramental way, yes, but no less real. And that's the great mystery of the Eucharist that we still have God with us. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us. Lord, we believe that you are here. Increase our faith. And that he wants to be here. God didn't have to become a man, but he wanted to. And as I like to remind people, none of us here got to choose when and how we were born. Am I right? So there's only been one person born on the face of the earth who got to choose when and how they were born. That was Jesus, the Son of God. And look at how he chose to be born. That for me is always very impressive. He chose to be born in that poverty, in that simplicity, in that obscurity. No pomp and circumstance. Now, the angels couldn't hold back. They had to appear to somebody. They had to proclaim this good news of great joy to somebody. So they appeared to the shepherds who were keeping watch. And those lambs, tradition says, that they were keeping watch over, were used for the Passover sacrifice. Lambs of sacrifice. And who was just born? The Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. No coincidence. No coincidence. 
And then they lay him in this manger. Any French speakers out there? French, yeah? Manger, right? Any Italians out there? Mangia, mangia, right? Mangiare. So that's where we get the word manger from. To eat. To eat. So the bread of life gets put in a manger. A feeding trough. And what town was he born in? Kids, do we remember what town Jesus was born in? Starts with a B. Tell me. Awesome. Great job. Bethlehem. Do you know what Bethlehem means? It meant literally the house of bread. The house of bread. In Hebrew. They tell me in Aramaic or Arabic even, it meant house of meat. So again, even deeper richness symbolism there. None of this was accidental. It was all foreseen by God. And he wanted to come into the world at that time, in that place. And he wants to come to us again here tonight on this altar. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to hold you. He wants to hold you here tonight. God longs for you, for your friendship. He loves to be in communion with us. He became a man, St. Augustine said, so that we, men and women, could become sons and daughters of God. St. Augustine called that the great exchange. St. Paul says that God emptied himself. He did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself to become one of us so that he could take us with him back to the Father in the Spirit. So I know sometimes we Catholics talk about getting to heaven, right? What do I have to do to get to heaven? Well, guess what? What happened at Christmas? Heaven came down to earth. Jesus comes down here and he comes to you. So what do you have to do to get to heaven? Just come here, show up. Heaven comes down. Heaven comes down at every mass. Do we realize that? Do we realize that? I don't know. Let's pray that we can realize it and appreciate it more and more. That heaven is coming down here in just a couple minutes. Angels and saints all around here. We can't see them with the naked eye, but with eyes of faith. Dear brothers and sisters, there's all kinds of stuff going on up here. I'll tell you a cool story. There's a woman that I knew in Atlanta who had this kind of mystic vision. Special gift. You might say she was crazy, but whatever. She came up to me after Mass. She said, Father, what I saw when you were celebrating Mass, it looked like an Old Testament sacrifice or something. But the blood from the host was just dripping all over your arms and down onto the altar. Cleansing, cleansing us of our sins. And there's angels and saints worshiping, praising God. And and at every Mass, heaven and earth come together. We're not here by ourselves. We're here with angels and saints who are cheering us on, 
and who are trying to help us prepare for the coming of our Savior so we can be filled with the peace and the joy and the, and the hope that the newborn Prince of Peace wants to bring and wants to give to each and every one of us. So let's entrust all of these petitions, all of these desires that we have to Mother Mary. And let's ask her to help us prepare our minds and hearts to receive all of the love that God wants to pour out into our hearts today at Mass and especially on Christmas Day. Amen.